Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent, and I welcome them once again by Stephen Deaton. What's up, Stevo? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, we're, we're, we're making it out here in these streets, Stephen. We're in the streets and we're making it. We're here and That's week it. nine's in the books. And so here we are. We're making, we're officially over, over halfway through with the NFL season and really the college football season as well, BJ. I know we don't talk about college football on here a whole lot, but I know you and I both are, well, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not real happy about the college football season from, from my team's perspective, but we're not, we're not going to get into that. But regardless, <laughs> football season's half over with on all fronts, basically. It's kind of sad in a way. I know, man. I'm not ready to see it end, Stephen. You know, like I feel like we just, we just feel like it just started yesterday, man. You know, like <laughs> know. all the all know. the hype built around it and yep. Uh, yep. all the excitement. So, uh, yeah, uh, Stephen, well, man, you mentioned it. Week nine's in the books, and so I know it was a lot different than week eight. Week eight, it seemed like everybody was scoring. Uh, mm-hmm. Week nine, man, not so much. And so, Stephen, how'd your teams turn out this week, man? Well, this week, redraft finished two and one. Seems like a. a, a staple there two and one every week seems like 16 11 overall dynasty seven and six this week with uh three rebuild reloads 59 and 43 overall so not a bad week not the greatest week but not a bad week nice man uh redraft i went one and two this week uh sitting at 15 and 12 overall so still a winning record uh dynasty uh i shot myself steven uh ended up finishing nine and two with uh four rebuild slash reloads um so not really sure what i'm doing wrong there uh, 52 and 47 overall, though. Uh, so in the positive, uh, Steven, man, I don't know what it is, dude, but but dynasty is a whole different different game. This redraft stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I feel like the teams that I'm wanting to rebuild and stuff. Some sometimes just go out there and compete, you know. Uh, but anyways, all right, Steven, we got a busy episode, man. Let's go ahead and start off with this news and notes. Yeah, man, let's do it. Uh, let's go ahead and start with C.J. Stroud. I know, uh, know we've heard of this guy as one of the rookie quarterbacks taken. Uh, he's been pretty good this year, B.J., uh, continued to impress. He led his team to a comeback win against the Bucks. B.J., I was actually watching this game, and I saw the Bucks go ahead, B.J., and there was 40 seconds left, and I thought, man, C.J. Stroud, has, he's played such a game here, and, and the defense gave up the, the game here. I thought, surely this thing's over. They had no timeouts left. He was facing the 40-second clock. They had to have a touchdown to win, and by gosh, he did it. He took them down the field in 40 seconds and threw a touchdown pass to Tank Dell, and they ended the game on a win with a final score of 39-37. to 37. B.J., he finished with – 50 fantasy points, a stat line of 30 for 42, passing for 470 yards and five touchdowns, B.J. led to uh, This led to four of his receiving core being in the top 15 of their position on the week. Dalton Schultz was tied in one. Tank Dell was wide receiver one. Noah Brown was wide receiver three. And Nico Collins was wide receiver 14. I know we previously talked about his ranking amongst rookie quarterbacks, B.J., so let's kind of revisit right now on this conversation. Where would, what are we feeling like? What are we feeling about AR as the QB one of that class now? And and where does where does where does CJ Stroud currently sit in your overall quarterback rankings? All right, man. So here's one, Matt Stephen. Okay, uh, I said last time I've got Stroud inching above Bryce Young in that QB two position uh, weeks ago, right? I think the truth is, Stephen, it. he's 
I think the truth is you got to be adaptable in Dynasty, right? Uh, you don't ever want to double down on your takes, but instead, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of adapt a little bit. You watch the game, you see the trends. Uh, dude, Stroud's play a lot's out, man. And yeah. the biggest thing that I think that puts him in that QB one of the class is the fact that he is playing right now. You know, yep. AR yep. AR has the talent. You know, and I'll give him that all day. I, th- I, st- I still think Anthony Richardson's is, is far ahead of Bryce Young in my dynasty rankings. Yep. But even with that being said, man, I think CJ Stroud surpassed them. Uh, personally, I'll be honest with you. I mean, CJ Stroud's out here putting fifty point games up, Stephen. Uh, AR, you're not getting him again until twenty twenty four. So my thing is, is like. Stroud's a, a league winner, bro. You know? Yeah. And it, it may yeah. be a hot take, but my thing is, is that he's putting up 30, 40, 50-point games out here. You're you're hoping Richardson can do that, right? I mean, dude yeah. played in, what, yeah. two, and a half, yeah. two and a half games this year, put up 25, yeah. 30 points, and we thought that was awesome? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, overall quarterback rankings, <clears throat> I've got Stroud in my top 10, and I don't think that's a hot take. No, um, it's not. Not now. Uh, I'm I'm not up there as far as putting them top six, which I've seen some people do. But I, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. I think he's right there around eight nine for me, man. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it, BJ, and I, and and I'm with you. It's not AR fifteen. It's just not injuries are part of injuries are part of this, and and yeah, AR fifteen had some nice weeks, but he was injured, you know, multiple times this year, and. You know, one season ending here, so he hopefully he can come back next year and do what we all think he can do. But at this point, C.J. Stroud has passed him, and he's the QB1 of this class, and he's ahead of him in dynasty rankings. I mean, like you said, he is going out and putting up unreal numbers uh, with Dalton Schultz, Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and Nico Collins. And, that's, and not crazy. To, that's not a crazy. That's not a knock. That's not a knock on those guys. It's just. It's still, you know, Dalton Schultz was great with with Dak, so he's a good tight end. I think the wide receivers are, are what's the most impressive. And and yeah. Tank Dell's rookie coming in, you know, he had a little bit of hype. He went third round most places. I actually drafted him in the third round of multiple rookie drafts. I liked the guy, so I'm glad I did. Uh, but Noah Brown, Nico Collins, you know, they've been nothing for a while, you know, in the league. And, and here they are finishing wide receiver three on the week. Nico Collins, wide receiver 14. Here's something about this whole situation, BJ, I can't figure out. Is it Tank Dell or is it Nico Collins? I can't figure it out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Because Tank Dell's had a couple of really big weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Nico Collins had a couple of really big weeks. So I just – I don't know what to do. It's just C.J. Stroud is spreading it out and spreading the love so much. And he's doing it, B.J., without any resemblance of a run game whatsoever. Yes. Damian Pierce is garbage. Devin Singletary is garbage. The whole run game is garbage. And he's sitting here doing this without any run game. It's impressive, B.J. It's impressive what he's doing. I completely agree with you. He's in my top ten dynasty quarterback rankings, and he's in the he's the one – he's the number one quarterback overall out of this class. And it's not close. Agreed. And the thing about it is that CJ Stroud's not even rushing for his fantasy points, which is crazy. Oh, oh. And I mean, and he, dude, dude had less and, than 10 he, yards this week. Yeah. And he's got that aspect of his game to use if he needs to, but he just, he hadn't done it yet. So, man, it's crazy. I, I'm, you know, I've got a share of him in, uh, in that Heisman League. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy, man. I've got a share. That's the only share I have, but I'm, I'm happy I've at least got that one share. So it's, it's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's looking really good. He's looking really good. Well, hey, Steven, before we move on, man, I just want to shout out the people who had Stroud as their QB1 pre draft. Yeah. Uh, I actually put a poll out whenever the draft was coming up with the rookie drafts and stuff and said, Hey, who's your QB one? And I think out of the 80 to a hundred votes, I think literally all but two 
said AR or Bryce Young, whatever, I had mm-hmm. two people that actually commented, replied on that thread and said, CJ Strouds, you need to pay attention. And yeah. dude, man, shout out to you guys. Yeah. He's been, he's been, he's been, the, he's been every bit of the part QB one for that team. All right, man, the Steelers, they barely pulled out a win on Thursday night against the Tennessee Titans. I watched every bit of the game, BJ. Uh, it wasn't a terrible game for a Thursday night game like we usually see, and and uh, especially with these two teams who you feel like, man, these teams have not been good this year. It was actually a decent game. The final score was 20-16, to 16, uh, six coming back from the injury from the injury three weeks ago. Uh, Deontay Johnson continued to be a PPR machine. He had 22 PPR points, finished as wide receiver six overall. He's clearly becoming the wide receiver one of that uh team uh man but uh poor old george he struggled uh he uh was he's the so-called alpha wide receiver man he has been seriously struggling uh not only mentally but obviously physically too as you see it uh, i know bj i know we've all seen it most of us you know maybe not all of us but if, if you're if you're unless you're living under a rock if you listen to nfl news he was not happy after the game mm-hmm. uh, goes to social media scrubs all his Steeler stuff says free me this while you know, taking a deer stride in the end zone when all he had to do was toe tap. Uh, I saw I saw a still screenshot of that of that catch, BJ, where he should have scored a touchdown. He was BJ. He was eight yards from the sideline when that ball was in his hands, and it says it just said this guy has elite body control, <laughs> and he was he was out of bounds. He couldn't get his feet down, and you know he's he can only be mad at himself. PJ, I don't, you know, I don't know what he's expecting. I don't know what he wants. Uh, you know, wide receivers are divas, um, but man, he's he's obviously struggled. And 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 man, he was averaging eight targets a game through the first five weeks of the season, and now he's you know averaging six targets, two receptions. With Deontay Johnson's coming back, he finished his wide receiver ninety three this week with one point nine PPR points. I think he had two catches for negative one yards, so it was you know obviously not a good week. Uh, he has three tough matchups ahead against the Packers. The Browns defense is really good. The Bengals are rolling. Uh, man, BJ, will Pickens bounce back in these upcoming weeks and return to the offseason hype? I don't know, man, but I don't want a single share of them. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I know, like, he was right up there with uh, the Christian Watson offseason hype, Stephen. And, you know, the guys that they think can stretch the field and just dominate and stuff. And we saw all the preseason uh, hype around him, all the preseason highlight plays that he was making. Because uh, you remember, like, Kenny Pickett looked good in the off se- or in the preseason, and uh, now he's just okay. Uh, but, Stephen, as far as bouncing back, man, I'm sure he's going to have some good weeks. Uh, I'm not expecting wide receiver one numbers out of him. I think Deontay yeah. Johnson's the wide receiver to own in this offense. Yeah, uh, as I've long as he's a- healthy. Exactly. As long, as long as he's healthy, man, he's killing it. He's killing and it. So I've actually got a couple of shares of him whenever he was mm-hmm. underrated. And so uh, as far as returning to that offseason high for Pickens, uh, I saw him as high as top 24 in some rankings, Stephen, and uh, even top 15. And I, I I think it is a long road ahead of him to even think about getting in the top 15, top 18 of the position. Yeah. BJ, before we move on from this game, uh, Will Levis was named uh, the starting quarterback moving forward, and Ryan Tannehill was that. named the backup quarterback. So, BJ, for all you Will Levis truthers, it's it's time. It's it's Will Levis season. And BJ, I'm gonna be honest with you, he looked good. Like I mean, he looked good. I mean, I, you know, he didn't look 
like you know great, but he looked good to be a second you know second uh, second time starting. It looked like he had confidence. It looked like he was commanding the huddle. It looked like he was doing everything he needed to do. I saw a few times he you know changed protection to pick up blitzes. He was throwing you know a good ball all night. I he looked good, BJ. I don't know. I mean, I know you're a truther. I know you loved him coming in. So <laughs> you gotta quit putting me in that camp, Stephen. Tell, tell, <laughs> tell us about it, BJ. Tell me what you. Really I think literally about drafted. Lewis. I drafted one share, and you can go back and check the league chat. I didn't even want to do that. <laughs> I was begging people to come get get him. Uh, but man, Stephen, one thing I want to make a note of real quick, man. I saw a stat today on Twitter. There are actually 10, 10, Stephen, rookie quarterbacks starting this Sunday in the NFL. That that's unheard of, man. You know. Yeah, and uh, man, some of them it looked great. Uh, some some of them this past week didn't look so good. Uh, yep. But yeah, I think I think Will Levis he's got he's got potential. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm I don't know, man. You you send me a twenty five first for Will Levis and in my leisure right now, so I'm accepting it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BJ. Let's move on here. The Cowboys dropped a close one this week to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, man, by a final score of twenty-eight twenty-three, it came down to a final push by the Cowboys, uh, where they ended the game on a last-second deep pass across the middle to Ceedee Lamb, who was tackled at the Philadelphia three-yard line. Uh, they just walled up at the goal line there, made the tackle. Uh, we must make note here that the passing offense has been clicking the past three weeks for Dallas. Dak has finished as QB1, QB3, and QB2, respectively. With that being said, CeeDee Lamb continues to eat BJ. He's seen his target share jump to 14 targets this past week, uh, last week and 16 this past week. BJ, how are you feeling about the Dallas Cowboys' Dak Prescott-led offense? Dude, I'm just hoping to continue, Stephen. I'm going to lie to you, man, as, yeah. as a, as a yeah. CeeDee Lamb truther. Yep. This is what well, we subscribe we are. Here, to. Here's our truth. You know? Here's our truth. Hey, man, I can I can pull up the data right now, Stephen. I'm over 50% yeah. shares of City <laughs> Lamb, bro. <laughs> and so, uh, man, I just – I think I love City Lamb as a prospect, man. Him coming out of Oklahoma, he was – I thought he was a very underrated wide receiver, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Still drafted mm-hmm. first round of rookie drafts, all that kind of jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. I. I got a lot of those shares, especially in the second year in a bunch of startup leagues that I'm in. And, man, they're starting to pay those dividends now, you know? And my thing is, is like we said that very first week, I think last week on the same episode, when we talked about CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, it is crazy what happens when CeeDee Lamb gets targets, right? Dude has over, yep. what, 150 yards the past two weeks, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. Yep. And so my, my thing is, Stephen, is that I, I think he – I think his offense is clicking. And, yep. and, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too hopeful. Like I said, last episode, you know, McCarthy's still there and can uh, screw this thing up real quick, but I'm, I'm happy to see it happen, especially against a tough Philadelphia defense and a, a really high powered offense there. And so I'm just, I'm hoping that it continues, especially, man, you know, the run game is not really working for him right now. BJ, we, we've talked crap about McCarthy a good bit on here and that whole offense and, and, and what's going on there. But BJ, the past three weeks, man, they have done exactly what us as fantasy owners and even football fans in general these days want to see. Yeah, the run game is not there. You just said it. That's not what it used to be. They're not a power run team anymore. The mm-hmm. offensive line is still decent, but it's not nearly as good as it was. They don't run block well. They honestly do not pass block well. The last play, the the second to the last play of the game, BJ Dak took a sack, and he can't take a sack there. I get it. But man, the guy on the edge was beat. He had the he had the he had the offensive lineman beat from the jump, and Dak was trying to let a play, and he just got hit. I mean, I just don't I don't I don't understand BJ. I just I don't know how you expect Dak 
to you know not take that sack there and and you know with the, with the with the with the lineman uh, not being able to block for him and he's right in his face uh, immediately. It's just to me and and look, I'll be the first one to tell you. You know, when Dak screws up or he doesn't have a good game, I'll I'll be his critic, man. But the people that blame Dak that last week for that, you know, for for that, you know, that loss, they're like, oh, he shouldn't have went out of bounds on the two point conversion, or you know, he shouldn't have took that sack. Dude has balled out, BJ. He has balled out. He's been yep. balling out. Um, it's not Dak's fault. I'm sorry, it's not. You can blame him if you want to, Cowboys fans. It's not Dak's fault. Um, I, you know, I think Dak's a buy personally. Uh, mm. you know. I know he's probably he's in that mid range, right, BJ? I mean, what yeah. 30, 31, 32. So he's not on the quote unquote young young side anymore. But if this offense can do this, uh, and it looks like he and CD Lamb have a legit connection, how is he not a buy? He just finished QB one, QB three, QB two. Like I think he's got, I think he's got five to six elite years left, BJ. Mm. So what we always talk about playing in this. In this so uh, two, three-year window. So, I think Dak's a complete buy right now. Because I think if you look at – I hadn't looked at – I hadn't even looked in a couple of weeks, to be honest, BJ. But if you look at your dynasty quarterback rankings, where's he, where's he falling right now? Where's, where's he at? QB 13, 14? Yeah, I think so. So, you telling me, you know, that, yeah, he just finished QB 1, QB 3, QB 2 in the past mm-hmm. three weeks. So, that, that's your answer, BJ. Hey, Stephen, real quick, man. Uh, I had this conversation with one of our league mates today what do you think the gap is now after what you've seen from city land the past two weeks? What's the gap now between Justin Jefferson, who's going to be finishing the year with Joshua Dobbs. We have no idea what his quarterback situation is next year compared to city lamb, who is, I think my year is QB three in dynasty. What's the gap now? I think it was a lot. Is it closing in? Well, what do you think? What do you think? It's gotta be closing in some, right? I mean, it has to be, you know, we talk about, Availability being big and Jefferson's been out past four weeks, which which we all know Jefferson's going to be what Jefferson's going to be. But is he going to be that with Joshua Dobbs? You know, who knows? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, Joshua Dobbs looked phenomenal last week for what it's worth. Yeah, um, yeah. But we still got we, we still got to see him and Jefferson connect. You know, you got to see that connection. And I guess everybody's got Jamar Chase sandwiched there at two. Yeah. Um, BJ, we've talked about on this pod about the trade I made, C.D. Lamb, you know, plus some for Jamar Chase and plus a, a little bit. I, I still love my side of that trade. I love the C.D. Lamb side. I, I love C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think he's phenomenal. I think that we talked about it then. That was how long? That was three weeks ago, right? That was right before, I guess, this big blow up. And we talked about uh, how you and I both have C.D. Lamb closer to Chase and Jefferson than, than the community does, yeah. uh, but maybe not anymore. I don't know. Mm. Absolutely, man. All right, so moving on here, man. One thing we're gonna, one thing we got forgot to mention in the past episode was the firing of the Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels uh, and the general manager Dave Ziegler and the offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. Uh, so they just cleaned house over there. This came after the Raiders' offense; they'd been struggling. They began the season three and five quickly after this firing. They named Antonio Pierce the interim coach. And the team quickly rallied behind him. Their first game under Pierce, the Raiders scored 30 points, rushed for 125 yards, had zero turnovers against the Giants. With this new-look Raiders team led by rookie Aiden O'Connell, how are you feeling about their offensive skill players like Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Josh Jacobs? Can Aiden O'Connell get on the same page with Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers? That's the main question here. That's the main sentiment. And, BJ, right now, what is Aiden O'Connell worth in picks? Answer that question right now. Uh, I like how you threw that out there, Steve. <laughs> uh, well, 
listeners. I just sold Aiden O'Connell for a 25 BJ, second today. BJ, that was uh, not a question that I asked. <laughs> BJ, I, I said, what's he what worth? is Aiden I mean, O'Connell, he's... what's he worth to, to you? What would you buy him for if you're a contender? Here's the problem, see, what I'm going to buy him for, <laughs> nobody sell it for, okay? <laughs> That's the problem. BJ, BJ, uh, BJ, BJ. I ain't paying a second for him. I'll be honest with you, man. No, like, even, I'm not either. I, I, I understand. Is. I understand. Oh, course, people I are. digress. I digress. Because uh, my digress. thing is, is that he, he could very well. I mean, the way they're he talking. Ain't winning, he, he ain't winning that job, BJ. It's not his job, bro. It's, he's a bridge quarterback. He's probably going to suck for the rest of the year. <laughs> if you pay a second for him, you're stupid. I'm not defending that, Stephen. I'm not defending it at all. I'm just saying <laughs> he, may, he may be the starter for the rest of the year. Uh, I would I would rather spend my second on uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah uh, as far as feeling about the offensive skill players, uh, I think just like Derrick Henry in Tennessee with Will Levis, I think Josh Jacobs is going to eat here in this offense. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to rely on him heavy. I think he's going to see over 20 rushes a game. And so uh, Jacobs may actually get an uptick from this. Uh, as far as Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, um, Stephen, I think we may have missed our window to sell Devontae Adams, bro. Uh, I still think he's an alpha. I still think he's a dog. But what people were offering you, what, seven weeks ago, something like that, maybe even yeah. five weeks ago, they ain't offering no more, bro. Uh, and so as far as that value between Devontae Adams and Myers, uh, I mean, I think you're – I mean, my, Myers has been actually pretty consistent, man. I think he scored a rushing touchdown on the end around this past week. Uh, yeah. As far as how hopeful I am for him, Flicks, you know Devontae Adams is a wide receiver too, maybe. But even yeah. that, I'm not. I'm not crazy about. Yeah, I hope. I hope this. I hope Aiden O'Connell can just get on the page and be like Devontae Adams. You're my alpha. I'm just going to over target you for fantasy. You know, I'm going to over target you. We're going to do your receptions. We're going to feed you, and we may not win, but we're going to feed you. I hope we get that kind of sentiment. I feel like Josh Jacobs will probably be the big winner in all this. They'll probably mm-hmm. lean heavily, heavily, heavily on Josh Jacobs. Um, but I just hope Aiden O'Connell and Devontae Adams, I hope they do find some type of connection. And and I just hope they over-target him, try to keep him happy. Because that, Devontae Adams is obviously not happy uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago uh, with some of the performance that they, they'd gotten. Jimmy G's fault, don't know. Josh McDaniel's fault, don't know. Offensive coordinator, whatever. Whatever's going on, he wasn't happy with. And so to say he will be happy not getting targets or, you know, with a new quarterback and new head coach, I don't think that's necessarily true, too. So I think they're going to try to keep him happy. Um, so I hope that means just over targeting him um, and him still becoming, you know, maybe a league winner late down the stretch. Hey, man, you better put some respect on Aiden O'Connell's name, Stephen. He oh just finished his quarterback 23 with eight fantasy points, bro. Get out of here. All right, BJ, <laughs> moving on. The biggest news of the week, BJ. We, <laughs> BJ. Let's, re- let's rejoice. We're here. We are here. We are back. On Monday, Jonathan Gannon announced that Kyler Murray, the Kyler Murray, will start for the, Car- uh, for the Cardinals this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. BJ, you plugging Kyler in, man, QB1. You plugging him in this week, and if so, what are we expecting from this start? All right, Steven, start, sit, question here, okay? Start. <laughs> Just all back to start. <laughs> all right, so Kyler Murray against the Atlanta Falcons defense, who is currently ranked uh, 29th, 30th against the pass, or Sam Howell. Kyler. Kyler. Kyler over Sam Sam Howell's been killing it, bro. Man, screw Sam Howell. Kyler Murray, <laughs> we back. 
All right, Kyle so let me ask you this, David. What what are you expecting from this start? Because I I'm going to say he don't put over 18 points. Bro, he's going to ball out. He's coming back with a vengeance. He know he knows he knows his he knows his reputation's on the line. He knows his job's on the line. I mean, they he co- he comes in and screws up, starts losing games. They will get rid of him. They'll, they'll draft Caleb Williams. He ain't doing that. He's supposed to come in and ball that's, out. That's a good point. <laughs> He's going to come in and ball the freak out. He might rush for three hundred yards this week, BJ. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know, man, I I I would love to see it, Stephen. I really would. BJ, if you plug in Sam Howell over Kyler Murray, we're not friends anymore. Okay, let me go change my lot up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm excited to see it. I, I don't really know what to expect. I saw today they said, man, he's healthy. Like, people's like, yeah, but the, they're going to probably not let him run and they're going to, you know, they're going to dial it back. The guy was like, you know, the, I think it was offensive coordinator. He said, we're, he's healthy. Like, he's healthy. He's going to do everything he's always done. And that may be some coach speak part of it. But part of it, like I agree with, the man is healthy. He wouldn't be out there if he wasn't. So he's probably, you know, he's back. I mean, he's back. He's going to do his thing. I look for him to run some this week. I look for him to find his Hollywood Brown favorite target. I I mean, I look for him to make plays. And and I'm excited for it, BJ. I I hope I can watch the whole game. Like, I'm going to try to find it. I might just buy Sunday ticket just for one game this year, (laughs) $472,000 for one game. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. All right, man, let's move on. Let's get out of here before we keep on with Kyler Murray. Love it. But plug him in everywhere. Uh, injuries, Daniel Jones, torn ACL out for the season. Man, hate that. Cam Akers, torn Achilles out for the season. Second torn Achilles in four seasons. He's done. His career is over. Josh Downs, knee injury. Uh, no real new information on that. Uh, probably out this week. Uh, Josh Palmer, knee injury, moved to IR. K.J. Osborne, concussion. Not any information on that, really. Dallas Goddard, fractured forearm, approximately out. Four weeks. BJ, you want to elaborate on any of these injuries? No, man, I'm good. If you got Daniel Jones, go plug in Tommy DeVito. He'll get you a solid three points. Uh, sneaky flex play, BJ, go for it. I mean, that's more points than what Daniel Jones is giving you. All <laughs> right, sneaky flex play. Last week, my sneaky flex play was Jahan Dotson. Steven finishes the wide receiver nine on the week with a stat line yeah. of four, four receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this week, let's continue the streak. I don't like this one, Steven, but I like it. You know what I mean? Uh, my sneaky flex play is the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver one, Jalen Warren. Uh, as we've seen over the past couple of years, RBs are sometimes hard to trust. Not sometimes. They're absolutely hard to trust. If you have a zero RB build, Jalen Warren is your guy. Najee's been okay this year for the Steelers, but the steal of their team is their backup running back. Najee's currently sitting at RB30 on the year and has not reached over 60% of the snap share all season long. That's crazy, Steven. Their RB1 ain't played over 60% of the snaps all year long. Why? It's because their second string running back is better than their starter. Najee's averaging a mere 9.41 PPR points per game, where Jalen Warren is averaging 10.28. Najee is averaging 3.8 yards per carry, while Jalen Warren is averaging 4.7. The Steelers also play the Packers this week, who are 22nd against the run. So I'm just going to be honest with you, Steve, and I expect Jalen Warren to continue eating into Najee's carries. Najee ain't getting more than 60% snap share this week, so that means Jalen Warren's getting at least 40%. And I'm expecting Warren to at least put up another 10-plus PPR points, so plug him in. BJ, I don't love it, and I'll tell you why. I told you 
earlier in this podcast that I watched every snap of the Titans and Steelers on Thursday night. And, BJ, I thought Harris looked as good as I've seen him in a while, and I don't know why. I don't know – I don't know what – he looked different, BJ. He looked more explosive, not necessarily quick, but he looked explosive and powerful. And Warren looked good. Don't get me wrong. Warren looked the same. He looks explosive and powerful back there. And Warren's going to continue to get work. I get that. But I still think Najee is going to get work too. Um, I, I'm not saying Warren can't be a sneaky flex, but I still think Najee is going to get enough work that it's going to hold down Jalen Warren more than you want. Mm. The last game against Tennessee, 16 carries, 69 yards, average 4.3 per rush. That's, I mean, that's good, is it not? Is that not yeah. good numbers? I mean, so that's Najee's numbers. He had a touchdown. He had a long run of 25 yards. Uh, he had two catches for uh, four targets and two catches for seven yards. He did drop a ball where he would have ran for about 15 yards. It cost me my underdog. Um, so <laughs> a little bit upset about that, but I digress. We'll talk about that in a minute. But BJ, I, I still like Najee. I don't love Najee as, as, a, as a, you know, top 15 back in Dynasty, but I still like him enough to say he's maybe back end RB2. Um, you know, that's a that's a pretty good fall from where, you know, he was probably this time a year ago. Um, but he's not going away, I don't think, if that makes sense. And I think he'll yeah. hold down Jalen Warren just enough to, you know, again, can he be can he be a sneaky flex, flex play? Probably, maybe, but it's just kind of a 50-50 stat shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's kind and of that's, that's, just, that's my take on it. Yeah, and, and absolutely. That's kind of what I'm looking for, though, in a sneaky flex yeah. play. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for somebody under the radar. Somebody yeah. who's not maybe in your starting lineup every week. And yeah. so I know that like if you got Najee, you're plugging him in. You know? Yeah. But right. I think I think Jalen Warren, I mean, I don't think he's on waivers out there. Yeah. But my thing yeah. is if you no, got him as a not. deep bench stash, I mean, plus we're we're in the freaking bye week apocalypse with the Eagles, the Chiefs, and everybody else being out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh um, so I, that's 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 good. That's 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 where I'm at too with it. All right, BJ, moving on to underdog here. Uh, this, this, let's recap last week. We just talked about Najee Harris, man. I had him over eight and a half receiving yards. BJ, he dropped a ball that was, man, oh, yeah. there was nobody within 10 yards of him. He was going to catch and at least get, you know, eight yards or so. His over was eight and a half. He missed with seven, BJ. I had seven receiving yards. I needed, I needed two more yards, two more yards. I needed to hit it. Uh, but I did miss that. Uh, Derrick Henry was – I had him over 87-and-a-half rushing and receiving. He was a hit with 102 total uh, rushing and receiving yards. BJ, I feel like Derrick Henry, <clears throat> it, his his rushing line and his rushing and receiving line, anytime that rushing line is around 70 to 75, just smash it. Like, just smash it. He's getting that. Like, he's getting it. I don't – I don't. I, you know, I don't – I don't know. I just – it's kind of what I feel about it. Uh, we did take the rushing and receiving this week, and it, it hit. He had a night. You know, Derrick Henry feels like he's good for one of those 15 to 20 yard screens per game. You know, and if you're yeah. lucky, he might break it for bigger. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I like Derrick Henry in all those scenarios, BJ. So one and one past week in underdog. This week, BJ, I'm I'm mixing it up a little bit. I'm going to give you one Thursday night play, and I'm going to give you one Sunday play here, BJ. So looking here this week, Bryce Young on Thursday night. Give me the under 215 and a half passing yards, BJ. Here's my reason. Bryce Young is still struggling a little bit in Carolina, and 
it's not really Bryce Young, I don't think. I think it's just the team, right? They're not good. They're just yeah. not good. And it may be, maybe it's a little bit of a scheme thing. I don't know, but again, they're just not good. And we all know, BJ, most of the time on Thursday night games on a short week, they're ugly. The games are ugly. You don't have just a ton of scoring. Uh, I was just telling you about how I thought Tennessee and Steelers was a good game for a Thursday night. And what was the score, BJ? 20 to 17 or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't high scoring, like super high scoring. But I thought for a Thursday night game, it was it was good enough. So that tells you where our Thursday night games usually fall. And against and the Panthers being a bad football team, they're just not good. And I just don't look for a fun fantasy game here. I think it's going to be ugly. I think uh, I, I just don't think Bryce Young and company are going to throw for a lot of yards uh, on Thursday night. Um, and so give me the under there on Bryce Young and his passing yards, 215 and a half passing yards. BJ, my other play for Sunday is Tommy DeVito. And BJ, you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Tommy DeVito under 165 and a half passing yards. BJ, Tommy DeVito sucks. <laughs> Dogs. Okay. And if 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 underdogs gonna just give us this line and just give me this money, I'm not gonna be mad about it. BJ, we don't have a whole lot to go on on Tommy DeVito. He's got what two games in his under his belt, BJ. I think he passed, I think he did pass this past week for 175 yards, maybe. I think I saw that earlier. Let me let me let me check that. Let me let me check that for you real quick. Yeah, 15 for 20, 175 yards this past week in a 30 to 6 loss against the Raiders. BJ, they're playing the Cowboys this week. The one of the best defenses in the league. He ain't throwing for 166 yards. It's not happening. Uh, so if they want to give us this money, I'm not going to be mad about it. Good luck against Dallas, Tommy DeVito. Hey man, I love it, Stephen. I ain't putting my money. I ain't putting my money on the overs on either one of these lots. <laughs> uh, but hey, guys, man, we just want to give y'all a quick episode tonight, man. We thank y'all each and every time for all your listens. We appreciate y'all. Uh, check us out over on Twitter. The pods is at LOL Dynasty Pods. Stevens is at S Deaton twenty four. Mines is at Afro Dynamics one one six. Leave us a little genuine and honest five star review, or, uh, review as well if you want to. Uh, but man, we hope to continue putting out these episodes, continue to have some good quality content. Uh, as we wrap up, we just want to leave you with this. Make some moves this week. Leave your mark. Establish that legacy in your dynasty league.